Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith and I am here to bring you the weekend warm-up, our show that comes out every Friday where we go over the big events of the week and boy, <laughs> this week had a uh, crazy amount of news drop uh, and some big news. I mean, this was, uh, for a summer that was was really low-key, this was a pretty crazy week to say the least so let's get right into it and uh right off the bat we'll hit the the quick and easy one first uh joshua xerxy had a a a pretty lackluster preseason by all accounts uh i don't think anybody would disagree with that and i'm not here to to knock his talent i think he's a, a naturally talented kid uh, I think he uh, did some good things. He was in the right place at the right time, which in football does account for something. Uh, but for the last year and a half, he's been in a bit of a rut, whether that is uh, truly the player that he's become or if it is just a slump or whatever it is. Uh, things were not working out for him, uh, not at Bayern Munich, not at Parma. And uh, certainly not this preseason when he came back after his aforementioned loan at Parma. So uh, Bayern Munich did what they do best. They found him a place to go where he can hopefully uh, rejuvenate his career. And that would be RSA Anderlecht in Belgium. And hopefully Joshua Xerxes is able to get everything back headed in the right direction. Um, You know, he's a talented kid. My biggest frustration with him is he's a big player who plays like a small player. Uh, you know, based on what I saw in this preseason, he didn't handle adversity well. He didn't get a chance to play in the middle of the field that much. He found himself more often out on the wing, and that was basically because of the uh, the roster that uh, Julian Nagelsmann had available. Uh, and I don't think he handled it well. I didn't expect him to go out and light it up. I didn't expect him to go out and be Aryan Robin out there playing right wing. Um, but I expected more effort. I expected him to play like it mattered. Uh, he didn't do that, and uh, now he is off to Belgium. And to be honest, it's the best thing for him. It'll be a league where he should be able to make an impact. I think the one caveat we could all say here is that if he goes to Anderlecht and he still struggles, um, it might just be that he was a flash-in-the-pan type prospect that will not pan out. But the good part for him is he's young, he's got this opportunity, and hopefully it's a wake-up call for him to take this seriously and become uh, more of a player that is reliant on drive and energy than someone who goes through and thinks that their own natural talent is going to take over. Because clearly that's not happening, it's not working. And, uh, you know, I hope he learns how to, to use his body when he's there. I mean, he's a big kid. He should be more physical than he is. So good luck to him as he goes off to Anderlecht. Uh, we'll see how that goes, and we will see what that means for Bayern Munich too. who, wow, they, they do not look like they are lacking for talent by any means. So uh, I don't think that they will miss Xerxes, and I don't think that the senior team will miss Xerxes. So hopefully he goes and has a good loan at Anderlecht. Um, but that leads us right into what I think was somehow the second biggest story of the week at, at Bayern Munich, and that was the ongoing contract negotiations for Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich. Now, we had heard on and on about Goretzka, and there was it was things had stagnated. 
Uh, the club was not really able to make any progress with him. He was very reluctant to make any progress with them because he wanted to be paid like a $20 million player, which I guess if you're him, why not? Why not shoot for the stars? I mean, I, I'm a big Gretzka guy. I think he's a great box-to-box midfielder. I think he's also someone that can play defensive midfield or even play step up and play the 10 if he had to. He's very versatile. He's a physical presence. He creates issues in the box. Uh, he's a disruptor uh, in the offensive end of the field, frankly, and I think that he's gotten so much better in the defensive end and in the middle of the field that he deserves all the accolades that he gets. I think he's one of the five to ten best midfielders in the world right now. Uh, I feel pretty confident saying that, even though my voice might not have portrayed that. But, uh, you know, this is a kid who is entering his prime and he deserves to be paid like a great player. Um, certainly deserves to be paid more than Leroy Sané. So he should be asking for that much. But as you all know, and as we saw throughout the many, many stories on our site, uh, things were not progressing. Um, and, you know, it was frustrating for fans. It was frustrating for Gretzka, I'm sure. And it was probably frustrating for the club. Uh, but in the midst of all of that going on, we got the story that Joshua Kimmich is about to extend his deal. And what we saw was he was going to be paid at that $20 million, or I'm sorry, 20 million euro per year level and uh, would be with the club through 2026. Now, whether that happens or not remains to be seen. We did see the report. Uh, we have seen some uh, affirmations and confirmations of the report. Uh, so, Hopefully that's something that happens. Um, if you've listened to me at any point, you know that I think very highly of Yashua Kimmich. Uh, I rate him as the best six in the world. I think he brings the most to the table of any of the sixes. Uh, as a defensive midfielder, he not only uh, is a superb defender, he's not only someone that can uh, control the pace of the game, he can control the game with his passing, with his energy, with his charges upfield, he he brings everything to the table that you want. That's why when working with Leon Goretzka, they are so effective together because they, they can play off of each other. They can feed off of each other. They can cover each other when one decides to charge forward. They are a unique twosome in the midfield, I think. If you want a foundation for your team, or maybe not even a foundation, but a keystone for your team that's going to lock everything together from one end to the other, I think... Having Yashua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka is a no-brainer. So locking them up, obviously, I'm a big proponent of. But uh, to see that Kimmich is very close to closing his deal uh, was not just good for Bayern fans, but it might have been good for Leon Goretzka as well. Because the latest news that we saw about Goretzka was that things have started to pick up. Goretzka and his camp are now negotiating with Bayern Munich once again. And the very latest news that we saw on Goretzka is that he was influenced by the news that Joshua Kimmich was going to extend. And that Goretzka met with Julian Nagelsmann, talked over what his future might look like at the club under Nagelsmann, and came away impressed and convinced. So, Bayern Munich fans, you could soon have announcements that both Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka are going to formally announce their contract extensions with the club. Uh, now listen, this could all fall apart, but when reading these things and looking at the different situations and different players that have been in the same spots, 
I think we can all be pretty confident in saying that Bayern Munich not only wants these two players, but they want to wrap up these two players. And I think with that willingness from the club and with the willingness from the players to stay in Bavaria, that this is pretty much a done deal. Now, again, we'll see how things go. We'll see how uh, this all progresses. And if Bayern Munich does indeed want to pay the hefty salary demands of both players, uh, you know, we had seen multiple reports stating that Bayern Munich did not want to uh, really have many players break into that upper echelon of their salary scale. Um, and as we know, right now, it's just Robert Lewandowski, Manuel Neuer, Leroy Sané, and Thomas Muller that are really in that 18 million to 20 million euro per year level. Uh, adding Kimmich and Goretzka into that mix is warranted based on their performance. Um, you know, and I think with Goretzka, because a lot of people, including some folks on our Slack channel, including Phil, uh, Phil thinks that Goretzka is more replaceable than Kimmich. And, and he's right on that because a good box-to-box midfielder is is absolutely, uh, there are more of them than there are really top-tier quality defensive midfielders. Um, and we'll talk about why that box-to-box position might be um, something of interest to Bayern Munich soon enough. But, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, I can see why some people would be reluctant. And we also saw what I guess really amounts to be some damaging statistics toward Goretzka released this week that stated that he had only played in 51% of the available time that he was able to. So whether by injuries or small knocks or whatever, Goretzka misses a lot of time. And I think that's a very valid criticism of him. Uh, and it's unfortunately one of those things that it seems to have always plagued him going back to his time at Schalke. I don't think this is related to the muscle mass he's picked up over the last year and a half or so. I think this really just goes back to the guy picks up a lot of knocks. And whether that's something um, that over the course of his career that he can wor- learn to work through better or if he's just generally unlucky or injury prone, I mean, at this point, we don't really know, but um, I understand why some people would feel that way. I was just very curious as to the timing of those statistics dropping because right around that point, we were at the stage where talks had stagnated and there was no progress. So the fact that they were curious, you know, that the those statistics hit the uh, media at that point was just, you know, very odd timing considering the news at that point, but things have picked up and now we are seeing that Goretzka could indeed be well on his way to an extension. So, I mean, I know I personally want to see both players back at Bayern Munich. I think they are the best midfield tandem in the world when working together. If you want to throw Thomas Muller as a midfielder working from the 10, uh, I don't know, tell me, show me a better threesome there than than those three at this point because uh, I don't know that there is one. Uh, given the production and the effectiveness and the overall impact that those three players have on the game. It's a significant advantage to every match that Bayern Munich goes into. No, they're not perfect. The three of them are prone to disappearing at times, but all in all, based on consistency, you know, these are three players that I absolutely would want on any team that I was managing if, if I was, uh, you know, lucky enough to be a manager. So, That's good news. Some things that might not have looked so good earlier in the week really picked up. And, uh, you know, I think fans should be happy about that. And maybe one more thing fans might be happy about is the, what I would say is an absolute crazy rumor 
I still can't even believe it. I'm kind of just caught wondering how the hell it's even possible, but Bayern Munich being linked to Marcel Sabitzer. Now, I want to go back a couple of months because in the Daily Schmackerel, you know, that is our morning column that we release every night at midnight Eastern time. So it hits Europe in the early morning. Um, we had a story back then about uh, Bayern Munich making a pursuit of Marcel Sabitzer. And it was largely ridiculed, right? Uh, and, and rightfully so. The Schmankerl is what it is. We take the, the wildest rumors we can find. Uh, Don Ballone, El Fiajes, or however you pronounce that. Some of the craziest places on the internet that have transfer rumors. We kind of put those in there along with a lot of fun stuff and create some discussion. And, and really, it's a good forum to interact with the BFW community every morning, get everyone's day started. Um, but we put that out there, and it, like I said, it got ridiculed even by some transfer experts, which, which you know, I, I thought, like, you know, obviously, you know, you guys don't get what we're doing here every day with, with this post. Um, you don't get it, but that's fine. I mean, not everybody's going to understand it. Uh, but, it, you know, to me, when we're just a couple of months later and we see this come to fruition, eh, it was kind of it was kind of nice to see that because, you know, there are some some people out there that definitely think highly of themselves and, and, you know, at that point could not fathom how such a move would be possible. But now we are seeing that indeed, maybe it is possible. Now the sources right now on this are all over the place. No one is denying that there is interest from Bayern. No one's really denying that Marcel Sabitzer is interested in going to Bavaria. No one's denying that Julian Nagelsmann is interested in having Savitzer in Bavaria. But what we're kind of not seeing is anyone confirming that there's been any contact between Bayern and Savitzer or Bayern and Leipzig or even Leipzig and Savitzer in discussing this matter. So while maybe some discussions have taken place and, and you know there's no reason to doubt that they have not, um, you know, we just haven't seen anything. And eventually, at some point, these things all start to leak out. So, you know, at the time where I'm recording this, it's about 10 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night. You know, we're still at the stage with Sabitzer where it's a theory right now. Everybody's theorizing that he would go to Bayern and that Leipzig would want to sell him because he has no interest in a contract extension. Um and I get that. That's the part of this that makes it seem so viable and seem so feasible. If he's at the end of his deal, which he is, and he does not want to extend, it just makes sense for Leipzig to try and get something for him. Now, the craziest part of this whole story is that, I mean, the cost associated for, with Sabitzer right now is 18 to 20 million euros. That is absurdly low when you look at the type of player that he is, how impactful he is, and what his value really should be. Um, and why, you know, why is why would that number be so low, right? And that's the only part that gives me hesitation in all of this because I can't imagine that Leipzig could not get more than twenty million for him somewhere else. I mean, Liverpool was reportedly interested. Uh, Arsenal, there were some other clubs, I think a couple of La Liga clubs, but given the financial state of some of the big players in that league, I'm not sure that anyone is ready for a move at this point. But when you're talking about even Arsenal or Liverpool, 
you have to assume that they'd be able to pony up more than Bayern Munich if this became a bidding war. But I don't know. Maybe this is a case where Sabitzer really just wants to play for Bayern. You know, we, you know. There's also <laughs> stories of Sabitzer growing up as a Bayern fan, so maybe that plays into it. My biggest thing with Sabitzer is, I, listen to me, he's the best player in the Bundesliga that's not on Bayern Munich or Dortmund. All right, like that's that's just how it is. Like I think that highly of him. I mean, if I was going to take any player that in the from the Bundesliga that's not on Bayern, obviously I'd go with Erling Haaland first, but. Sabitzer is about as good as it gets, and I think he's a world-class player. He could step into most teams. I love his versatility. I love the fact that he could really be a jack-of-all-trades for Julian Nagelsmann. He could fill in at the six as part of that double pivot. He could be a box-to-box guy. He could be the 10 and give Thomas Muller a blow. He can also play right wing, which, you know what, I'm not thrilled with the wing situation. In fact, if you bring in Sabitzer, throw him out there, Put Jamal Musiala at left wing. That, to me, I'm fine with that. I'd be happy. That's getting my best 11 players on the field. And uh, I'd be good with that. I know that's kind of crazy, right? Like, you know, bring in Sabitzer and you're going to use him as a wing. I'm not saying that's the permanent solution. But I think if I had to enter a big game, I'd be perfectly okay using Sabitzer as a right wing because I want my best 11 on the pitch in a big game. But whatever. Back to the point. Sabitzer is an invaluable player to any team and would be to Bayern Munich as well. I'm just not sure how realistic this all is given that you know the price seems awfully low. Leipzig is one of the few clubs that really like as much as they, you know, as any club needs to cash out right now. Sabitzer is such a key for them. They might need to keep him to stay, you know, super competitive through the Champions League this season. So You know, I think we're all pretty interested and fascinated by this story. But, you know, will it happen? I I really don't know. I can't even make a prediction on it. It seems like if you read the stories and you read the posts on our site, that this really could happen. Uh, But I don't know. I'm still a little skeptical. I'm a killjoy. I admit it. But, but, you know, I hope it does happen. I hope it does because he's a hell of a player and would instantly make Bayern Munich better. And that's where we're going to leave off this week. Uh, I got some good news for you. Uh, For people that are sick of hearing me, you're still going to hear me, but you're also going to hear me with Tom Adams as we are going to open up season three, episode one of the Bavarian podcast work show flag, the flagship show for us. Uh, Jake is still with us. He's still going to be participating. He's got a little bit of a busy schedule right now. Uh, He's still sorting some things out. So for now you are going to have a, Tom and myself on that and throughout this season uh, you will be hearing more BFW voices on the flagship show on the preview show and the post game show Uh, we want to get you guys familiar with some of the writers who you read every day and uh, you know quite frankly I want these these people to get their voices out there Uh, I enjoy reading them but hearing them is, is is a whole nother medium and to be honest, I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to hear some of these folks get on the mic and uh, react with you in post games, or give us that information in the preview show that we need heading into a weekend matchup. So for me, this is all exciting. I wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. But as always, you can reach me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can read me every day at Bavarian 
football works. Thanks again for listening to the weekend warm up, and we will see you next time.